1: In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
1: It's that time.
2: We have the people.
0: This is Eric, and I'm
1: to this is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. I'm not looking at just this year's. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Rouchet. I have a great thighs. It's The Net Live right now. <laughs> Can we crank up the applause? Sure.
2: I, you need more? I want more,
1: more applause. I want raucous applause. Not for us. This is not for us. Oh, who's it for? This is for the USA men's team. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is for the men's team. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. Second World League title in the history of USA Volleyball. That's right. Continue standing. Amazing, absolutely amazing! USA men's team starts the tournament seven and zero. They win it in the end in Italy in front of nine thousand people, with some USA chants. Really, more of a home crowd than the Sears Center in Hoffman Estates this year. Very, from what I very understand. Int- oh, I'm just move. I will. I will have the broadcast. Will happen uh, Wednesday. I believe it is on on Monday. It is on a week from today on regular television. I believe. Uh, I'm not trying to change the subject, I don't know what you did to this chair, but like I'm leaning forward like I'm on an airplane seat and I can't... Uh, oh, there we go. There's three different controls. I just wanted to be broken. Okay. So, yeah. Inc- incredible, incredible run by the USA men's team. We will talk about it a bit more here on the Net Live. Thank you for tuning in. 21st of July, Kevin and Jeremy holding down the home court as usual. Per usual. Per usual. We have some good guests coming up for you today because <clears throat> there is stuff happening now in the United States If you are a fan of volleyball, your new epicenter, your new home away from home is Long Beach, California. We had the women there earlier. We had the men play there as well during World League. We've had both indoor teams. Now it's time for a little beach in Long Beach, World Series of Beach Volleyball. We will have Dave Kluhen, General Manager of Management Plus Enterprises, the promoter for the World Series of Beach Volleyball, will join us to talk about the final preparations yeah, us. So the final preparations for this event, which is more than just a volleyball tournament. It is a world event, a meeting of sports, music, culture, and community according to their own oh, material. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. They have music, they have a lot happening there. Also, happening on more of the semi pro front, Leon Fell of Motherload. Motherload has been around forever. It is a huge event. It was huge. It still is huge. I remember people going, when I played on the beach out here, then I was in junior college. It was when I was in junior college working at Houston's Restaurant here in Manhattan Beach. Of course you were. I remember there were a couple of other volleyball players that were working at night, playing during the day. Yeah. And I remember them traveling specifically to go to the motherlode to try and win some cash. As you should. Remember that happening. So, Mother load Leon Fell, he will join us later in the program. That and, of course, the usual fun and mayhem here on the show. And weather updates. And weather updates. That's right. It is beautiful here. Jeremy, I'm, I'm getting pumped for Comic-Con. I'll be at Comic-Con this week. <sighs> Just got my shirt ordered today off of Etsy. I texted my buddy. I said, hey, we've got to talk about what we're doing. He goes, I ordered a shirt off Etsy last week. I'm like, really? Thanks for, thanks, thanks for telling thanks, me. Thanks, bro. Thanks for telling me. He's got a, a Smart Trooper shirt. It's like a Stormtrooper in a tie on his shirt. He's got that going. I will be rocking a Nostromo shirt. Now, before you give away what it is, let's see Some, if anybody on the chat board knows what that means. Somebody on the board has to tell me what the significance of Nostromo is. And now let me ask you this, Kevin. When I think of Comic-Con, I think of people dressing up in weird outfits or their favorite characters. play. Correct. You're talking about? Yes. yes, that is yes. exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. Will you be doing anything like that? I will not be dressing up. However, because you could pull off Chewbacca, because you guys are about the same height. <laughs> I saw a T-shirt on Etsy. Chewbacca. Nice. <laughs> it's Chewbacca with a Hasidic Jew hat. Yeah, for Jewish people. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic. Uh, well, there's lots of people dressing up. There was discussion. My wife suggested that we dress up as Ace and Gary. <laughs> I the ambiguously gay duo. Yeah. From Saturday Night Live. Yes. I didn't think that was the best suggestion that I'd heard. <laughs> Fantastic. It is actually the former nickname of myself and Tom Hoff when we were on the national team mm-hmm. and roommates hanging out together. We were known as Ace and Gary. Interesting. To the point where Hoff recently had a birthday. I texted him just a bit ago. I texted him, said Happy birthday, Ace. Love Gary. That's actually really funny. Now you didn't self appoint this nickname. I'm gonna. No, no, I believe it was Lloyd Ball that hung it on us. Okay, Ball or Sullivan. Okay, one of the two that hung it on us. Because actually, Hoff for a while tried to nickname himself Ace. Can't give yourself a nickname. No, I, but he did it in a less overt way than Jason Ring tried to become the show. He uh, he went about every time he was in a video game or. You're shooting darts or something yeah. at, uh, at the finish line across the street, that kind of stuff. Every time that was going on, he would always, you have to put in a name or something, right? Yeah. On Golden T, because he loved playing yeah, Golden yeah, T. Yeah. Yep. When you enter your high score, you have to enter three in letters or something, your initials, yeah. right? He yeah. would put in Ace instead of T.J. Hoff, gotcha. T. J. H. He uh, So he would put in Ace all the time. So he was already sort of Ace, and then I was hanging out with him, so I became Gary. Okay. Little known facts about the U.S. men's national team in the All good to know. late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, there was discussion about my buddy Kevin, who I'm going with, who's six foot four and 250 pounds of unbridled strength. Can he wear six eight clothing? He could. Okay. Got a good note about that. We will have that. Oh nice. Six eight clothing, six three and above. Six three and above. Six three and above. I still can't wear it.
2: <laughs> you are still out.
1: Still, a few more inches to go, and I might get there. Anyone on the chat board? Nostromo. Nostromo. Significance for being worn to Comic Con. We'll keep throwing that out during the show. Okay. So there was other discussion about going as Hans and Franz. Actually, speaking of which, another shirt that I ordered this time for really myself. Is that really Comic Con worthy, though, Hans and Franz? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe not. Okay. Although I which would still be funny. I have been. There was a World League event, and again, volleyball ties, people. Mm-hmm. World League in Wichita, Kansas. A couple of years we did it there. At the Shockers, home of the Shockers. And at the hotel, the second year we were there, the second year we were there, there was a cosplay convention. A smaller version. I wouldn't wander around. I walked uh, out well, to the, there and wandered around. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I have a family relative that is into cosplay. She, <laughs> oh, yeah. Is she, she still Mormon? You can't be Mormon that would be cosplay. That would be the other side of the family. Kevin, okay. The non-Mormon right, right. side. Um, and she comes up with amazing I mean, amazing outfits. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Now let's bring this back even further to volleyball. Oh boy, used to play Magic with people on my college teams. I don't know what that is. As well as at the national team. They're way older than I am. I have no idea what that is. Magic are. is a a card game equivalent to let's say Pokemon for adults. Okay. I use this term adults loosely. Yeah. But Magic is it's fun. I I played it for a long time. We would play with Ethan Watts, former. Talent at BYU. Yeah. Member of the national team for a number of years. Okay. Ethan and I would play. Chip McCall would play for a while. Okay. So, Ethan Watts, now a lawyer, lives down in San Diego area. I believe his wife, I don't know if she works in the comic industry or she's just a fan. She's an Italian. uh, Married Ethan after his time in Modena. I believe. Hold on, hold on. Does her being Italian have anything to do with her being a fan No, but of... I'm pretty sure she's Italian. Just the way that you said that, I was like, because she's Italian is why she likes... No, she just is. Okay. Just, uh, you know, just, just info. Yeah, gotcha. That's a better spot for that water bottle. Painting the picture. <laughs> <laughs> so, more info on that in a minute. The couch looks great now. Uh-huh. Sorry. Did it go away? It looks like it. I did not ruin your $1,500 ottoman. Oh, I hope so, because I, I didn't want you to feel bad about that. I did. I still do, but continue. Okay, so, Ethan Watts... I know he's been going to Comic-Con before. I've seen pictures. So yeah. I texted him. Yeah. Ethan, are you going? He's going Sunday. He will be dressed up as a gladiator. Nice. Which is perfect at six five two forty. Of course. We, his nickname on the team? Big Daddy. Does he have to walk around and yell at people and say, this is Sparta? If he yelled at him, you would be frightened. I'd be scared. You'd be intimidated. Awesome. Yes. So I, I hope to see Ethan Watts. I'm going to hang around a little bit on, sat- on Sunday, but I'll be there all day Saturday, repping it out. Maybe going to attend the Nerdist podcast on Saturday night. I'm sure you referring to Comic-Con and whatever shirt it is you're wearing and c- cosplay and all that stuff should be part of the drinking game on the show. <laughs> I mean, people, <laughs> sh- people should be hammered right now. Could be. Yeah. Could be. It's a non-volleyball, but volleyball part, because now you know about Ethan Watts. Yeah. National team member. Yep. Who will be as a gladiator on Sunday. Yeah. At Comic-Con. Awesome. San Diego Convention Center. Technical <laughs> Park. I can't wait to hear stories back because it, it's a... Big deal. Here's how big it is. Yeah. Here's how much bigger it is than volleyball. There are 130,000 passes available. Yeah. For the convention, the two-day, well, three-day. I think it's Friday. It starts Friday, maybe Thursday. For the convention itself, they sold out in how many minutes? Do you suppose? Thirteen. Not quite that fast. Okay. Twenty-six. Ninety. That's legit. An hour and a half, one hundred and thirty thousand passes sold. 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 Incredible. Yeah. Now here's the thing. I may have mentioned this. I heard this from a Volleyball Source, Nerdist Source, that they were looking at doing a reboot of Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. I if I mentioned this That's on the show I've before. I've heard about it. Yep. They were going to think about doing a reboot. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, the Nerds have already won. Yeah. It was a story of nerd redemption. Google. Yeah. Winner. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, winner. What else do you have to say? The nerds have won. Since Revenge of the Nerds in 1984, 5, or 3, or whatever, around the time of Porky's, another fantastic <laughs> <laughs> prepubescent film. They've won. Oh, for sure. Completely. So there's no... It's This is the... Uh, the parade of the nerds is what it should be. We've won. Yeah, here's it's our par- of. here's our parade route down Manhattan Beach Boulevard, down the Strand. Dear you, douchebaggy, yeah. <laughs> high school jock dork. You were super cool. You guys in high school lose. Now I'm a billionaire because yep. I sold some app for two billion dollars. Congratulations, you were captain of the football team. You won for two years. <laughs> two years of your life. Now I'm winning for life. After the age of eighteen, <laughs> a lifetime of shame. And losership. Uh, Good times. The nerds have won. Good job, nerds. So I'm looking forward to going to Comic Con. I will not be doing cosplay, but I do have a Nostromo shirt and still nobody on the chat board. Kind of disappointing, fellas. That nobody has been able to at least Google the thing and figure out why one would, would wear a Nostromo yeah. shirt. We'll to out. Comic-Con. Why would that be appropriate at Comic-Con? What else went on this week, Jeremy? Well, let's see. There was an FIVB event. Philip? Huh. Philip and Sean Rosenthal. Take a second. But then, oh, second? We celebrate silvers That's on right. the net That's live, right. live Kevin. Right. Don't uh, be get disappointed. Because they won the last two. They yeah. were yeah. gold, gold. So you go gold, gold. Then you get the silver. If you're Phil and Rosie, you go, ah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Um, So I'll be interested to see, because they're domestic. I mean, they're doing fine domestically. They haven't, you know, dominated. Bill's good with the dishes. We know Todd's good with the dishes. For sure. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do in Long Beach. I know all of our teams are... Thank you, Eric Barron. Yes, good job. Thank you, finally. Nostromo, the name of the ship from Alien. Yes. That's why you would wear a Nostromo shirt to Comic-Con. Exactly. It's on its way from a T-shirt joint here in Gardena. Now, whenever I see the Alien... I think of uh, the Family Guy episode where they ran into the alien and the little mouth comes out and is like, come on over here. I'm going to have to eat you. But says it, and in, I I, know. says it in a nice, like, calm, relaxing voice. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, Long Beach this week. I'm excited to see the uh, our teams internationally because you know they're going to be fired up that they're on home soil. Oh, yeah. Obviously, in the purse, it's a big purse. It's a million-dollar purse. Biggest ever. They got coverage in SI. Yeah. No, it says in SI the biggest ever. There are two tournaments this year on the FIB that are one million dollars. No, but it's like one million one hundred seventeen thousand or one million seventeen thousand or some some number that well, I saw. Well, the seventeen is going to me. So <laughs> the are
0: you doing millions, well on the week? It's mil- a good week for Jerry. Mil- yeah,
1: the millions going to the players. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, um, maybe you can replace. Yeah, the yeah, no I mean, big deal. Uh, the stain's gone. We're <laughs> fine. Good thing we quickly consulted the internet. Thank God for the internet. Um, yeah, but you know the players are fired up to be on home soil, and I know from last year too. Like some of the international players don't like traveling so far oh, to the United States. like I to
2: travel, which I laugh about because oh, our players are gone forever.
1: It's always that yeah. way. I've said this before when we'd have like four or five days off on your professional team in Europe. Yeah. And the organization's like, oh, this is great. We have some days off. You can do this. You can do that. You fly home. Everyone flies home or drives home. The Italians drive home. The Belgians go home. The Serbs go home. Yep. And I'm sitting in freaking macerata still. By yourself. Me and the wife. That's it. Nobody else around. Uh, This is fantastic. No, it fucking stinks because I'm away. Excuse me. I'm away from my family and friends. 6,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> 6,000 miles. I can't go home because by the time I go home, oh. I'll be home for 24 hours. I will fly back. I will be exhausted. Yeah. I will not be rested. No. I won't so, do well on the, on the, in the next match. So forget you and your week-long breaks <laughs> in the season. Get this thing done so I can go home. <laughs> yeah. Just wrap it up. So, yeah, European players, let me summarize for you what you've said about having to come to Long Beach for this event. Wham!
2: <laughs> um,
1: back to the yeah, sorry. players. No, no, sorry. I, I like your crying sound effects. Uh, <laughs> Nick and Ryan finished fifth, who I believe, I'd have to look at the points, but they could be the number two team now, U.S., domestically. I, wanna I see, mean, internationally. I want to see Ryan play. Okay. I want to see, because I saw a lot of progression okay. a couple years ago when I did the Cuervo. His first year, yeah, with playing with Casey, I saw a lot of progression yep. from him throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I liked what he was doing training-wise. Yeah, and it seems like from the results, without having seen him play, yes, that the same thing has happened. He's he's continuing to progress. What I've noticed, and this is from an outside perspective, seeing Ryan, like he needs to because he's come to the game so late. His fundamentals aren't going to be pristine. Mine never were for a long time, and they're time. not. And they're long I mean time. they're not going to get there. There's things that because he's, he's even older. Correct, and he I got there, but just, yeah, just let him be an athlete and do his thing. What he needs to learn and what he is is the game itself. Yeah. like knowing where I need what's gonna happen. What's this player gonna do at this point of the game? Those kind of things. Um, I think he's back to having fun again with Nick. It seems that way at least a little bit. Um, I do expect that team to be more up and down. Because of Ryan, as Ryan's still learning the game. Yeah. But uh, they've been fairly consistent lately. I mean, a fifth. Um, I think that's two fifths for them this year. They got a second already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. I this nice. I'd have to look at the points, but I really think that's they good. may be the number two team right now. And yeah. then Hayden Bourne. Had to play in the qualifier again, which I'm, I'm going to suspect that that's the last time they had to do that. It's a mystery uh, to me. How do you win a tournament but you got to play in the qualifier? It's so great. Especially the next weekend. I, if you, I won last weekend and now I'm in the qualifier. That should be like an automatic, like, you don't yeah. have to, like, I won, you don't have to be in the qualifier.
2: If you, you win a
1: tournament at any point during the year, you are automatically out of the qualifier for the rest of the season. That should be pretty simple. If you do. win one, yeah. Can I get executive decree? And it wasn't like a tournament where nobody was there. It was, everybody was there. I, I don't care if nobody... No, I'm with you, you but I'm just saying like you can make... they win it, I, get out of the qualifier. I'm with you. But I think this was the last time, but they, uh, they came out of the qualifier and finished ninth. It's a lot of volleyball. It is a lot of volleyball. Go through the qualifier and then finish ninth. It's a huge disadvantage to go through that qualifier. Yeah. That's stupid. Especially the, when your partner's 40 yeah. years old. Theo and Todd did not make it out of the qualifier. Theo and Todd. Hmm. Uh, and Jake and Casey also got a ninth. Hmm, yeah. It's interesting, though, because we're coming to about the mid-season of the international tour, and you're really starting to gear up domestically. So there, maybe they'll get more of a rhythm because you're going to have more of these, these things back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. There's not going to be much rest, but that also means they're maybe not as much training either in between the tournaments. But I suspect... I mean, Phil and Rosie internationally, like, they look like that's where they're... Heads are mostly not saying they take it easy here, but you know, with more prize money you may be a little bit more focused. I would think so. Whether consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. know, well, they didn't have the best year last year, domestically. Correct. We'll but, see this year. But if you look at the, the numbers they had a really good year last year. It was just oh, all right. the, it was just all the beginning of the year. Right. Well then they had injuries, Rosie's yeah, back yeah. Yep. and yeah, there yep. was all kinds of problems. Vinny Loaf says any predictions on who wins the Long Beach State? Grand Slam, Man. which, thank you for calling it the Grand Slam and asking about a Grand Slam that sometimes gets lost, that it is a Grand Slam FIVB it's event. It's a big, yeah. Because it gets called the World Series of Beach Volleyball, Yeah, which is a separate deal, right? Not this year. It's all, it's all the only thing happening in Long Beach this year is the Grand Slam. Just game. the Grand Slam. Correct. Okay, great. Yeah. So there's no confusion this year. Correct. But they still call it that, even though it's an FIVB Grand Slam. So there's a little confusion there in the naming all right, there's, there's another question for Dave Kloon when he comes on. Naming issues. I'll write that down. Um, and I would so predictions. To, yeah. Oh, man. internet. It's hard because I only get to see these teams. Maybe I get a live stream every now and then, or I just see the results. I don't get to see them play or how our teams stack up against them. We're going to medal on the men's side. There will be a medal. Yes. Yeah. Women's side? April Carey? We're going to get on the women's side. We may get two on the men's side. We'll get at least one on the women's. That's my prediction. I, I'm going to take April Carey for the win. Okay. Ooh, tough call. Like the win?
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Really out on the limb. I, Is I, it like back in the day with Tiger? Like, do you take Carey in April or the field?
2: It's <laughs> a good call. Yeah.
1: Well, I'd be Misty and Carey in the field. Could have taken Misty and Carey 109 straight times. Yeah, percentage. Like I said... We've talked about That's insane. It is insane. Insane. Kevin, they won like almost 80% of the tournaments they entered. And I've said this before, when Tiger was in his prime, he was only winning like 20%. Think about that. uh, Even without that, if you just think about the fact that they played 109 tournaments in a row and won them all. (sighs) Forget any comparison to anything. To win something 109 times... That the should The be, best record in the NBA is 72-10 and 10 over 82 games. That should be talked about a lot more on sports achievements. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 109 seriously. 109 in a row. Yep. Oh, Michael Phelps, you have eight gold medals. woo Win it 109 times. Yeah, I, I still, the swimming thing bothers me. I, I went to the Olympics twice as an athlete. I got exactly two shots at a medal.
0: If oh, I went yeah, twice yeah, as a yeah, swimmer, yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 I would have yeah, had 27 yeah. shots at a medal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's their sport. Ornette's right? going to compete in unprecedented 14 events. Yeah, exactly. Can't get mad. It's like, but, like, soccer, too, they only get one chance? Yeah, most of the sports. But yeah. Track and field. Track and field, you get a couple chances if you're a sprinter and you're also on the relays. But swimming is the worst. 30, I'm going to do, do this. I'm going to do this this, and then I'm going to be on a relay, and then I'm going to go over here. With and my friends are going to get together. And then sometimes they'll back out of one. What the hell? They get like, oh. like co-ed events. Why not? Just add a co-ed. Co-ed 4x100. That would be cool. Yeah, why not? And the guys have to wear the same suits the girls do. <laughs> they almost do anyway. They wear those little pants, but they, they wear the full-body stuff. Yeah. No, I just, it, it's a source of, of frustration. As a, let me ask you this: non-swimming. If you would lower... have a gold medal, would it be as frustrating? Yeah, well, would it be as frustrating? It's an interesting question. Yeah, because you still don't get nearly the attention that the swimming does. And not to say anyone's at fault swimmers or NBC or whatever. If you have event after event after event where they're going to give out a gold medal at the end, that's of exciting. Course. Yeah, yeah, of course, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, not not angry at anybody about that. Correct. It's just, but the whole the whole construct <laughs> of the thing. I'm is, not angry at in my mind, stupid. Specifically, no. Just, just as a general principle. As a general <laughs> principle, if you're going to go to the Olympics, you should have one shot at a gold medal. <laughs> that would make it incredible. Not like uh, oh, I failed today on Tuesday. I biffed it. I finished ninth. I was ranked. I was favored to win the gold. I finished ninth. Oh, but you know, on Thursday, I'll get a gold. That'll be fine. Really? My sponsors will be happy. Really? Yeah. We finished 11th. We had to wait four more years to redeem ourselves, not two days, not 48 hours to come back and try and win a gold medal the next time. Uh, it's all right, Kevin. Uh, we can hug it out after the show. Yeah, exactly. Let's take a quick break because we're going to be right back. We're going to have Dave Kloon on the other side, general manager of Management Plus Enterprises. I you know, I got another question for oh, him. Oh, no. Just let it go, Kevin. <laughs> Management Plus Enterprises. Who named that? Just let it did go. Did you have? Not your company. Did you wake up in the morning and you had a vanilla yogurt, and then maybe for lunch you had a vanilla smoothie, and then you decided at night you would have uh, maybe some vanilla cake, and then you would name your company a completely vanilla name: Management Plus Enterprises. We all have opinions. <laughs> MPE. That's fine. MPE. MPE. Miles per electric charge. Sure. <laughs> Miles per something. The Net Live on way to make fun of a guest before I come on the show. It's awesome. (laughs) Not making fun of (laughs) him, he didn't name the damn thing. How do you know? Kevin and Jeremy right back on the Net Live. Welcome back to the Net Live here on Volleyball Magazine. Big Glad you're happy with yourself right now. For being a big supporter <laughs> of the not, show. We'll get to that in a moment, Jeremy. No, no. Let me first promote 6'8 clothing company. This is a new clothing company, casual men's apparel out of Seattle, Washington, designing and producing it for the tall and athletic man. They have jumped into volleyball in a big way. And good note from them, they have clothing that fits about 6'3 and up. We've been saying 6'6, but 6'3 and up. Jeans. Casual shirts. I'm wearing my 6-8 shirt right now. Yep. Got it on right Looks now. Good. Nice V-neck. It's, they have some really nice stuff. They're putting out some new product. Get on over to their site, 68clothingcompany.com. That is the number 8, the word 6, and then clothingcompany.com. Go ahead and check that out. And if you know anybody, you have a relative, somebody 6'3 and above, nephew, uncle, brother, father, best spouse, friend. best buddy, whomever, get on there to 68clothingcompany.com and check them out. They have you covered for stuff that actually fits your tall friends, relatives, family members, people you care about. So get on over and check those out. It is good stuff. I wear it all the time. My wife says, I want them to do well because you look good in their clothes. Awesome. Quote from the wife who listens to the show. Now, Jeremy, during the break, we were having a little bit of a debate here. You played Am I Wrong by Nico and Vince, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I Shazammed this a while ago. Yep. May 3rd yep. is the date that I Shazammed yep. said song. Yep. You said, let's look at the date that you downloaded the song. You looked on your computer. Hold on. What does yeah, you, yeah. Before you go any further, okay. yeah, what yeah, yeah. date does your computer say? 627. Yes! I beat you by almost two months. But he, no. Uh, no. You may have beaten it from when I put it on my DJ computer, not from when I knew about the song. Oh, and not from when it was on my home computer at all. Oh, yeah. May third's your target date, fella. For right now, I am, I am the victor. I am the winner. Well, we'll, we'll clarify this later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to our first guest instead. Um, I'm trying. I have two people calling in right now, so I'm trying to figure out who's who before we. If one is Reed Pretty, no, nope, can't tell the number. Okay. What is this? Brit- we got Brit- <laughs> questions mm-hmm. about Matt Gardhoff and and his location, because he is currently not in the chat board. Everyone's missing his presence. He is obviously putting in work down there in Long Beach. I'll bet he's, he's having to work probably 18 to 20 hours a day so he can take off Thursday, Friday, this week from his firm. So he's going to have to work like a dog for the next three days Yeah. and put in a week's worth of time in three days if he's going to take Thursday, Friday off to wear the triangle hat and wave the flag. To wear the triangle hat. Four hours a day. Can we get him that outfit so he doesn't keep ruining it? That's I don't understand. Idea. It's a good initiative. The Matt Gardhoff... We need a, a Kickstarter campaign. Matt Gardhoff triangle hat costume. Colonial costume. Yeah. Uh, let's just guess... I'm going to guess it's the 310 number. Okay. Oh, I like this groove for this. If you're going to want to get outside this weekend... And this week, get yourself down to Long Beach, California, the new epicenter for the world of USA Volleyball. Hosted the Women's Indoor, hosted the Men's World League in that area, and now it's time to go on down to the harbor. Not too far from the aquarium, lots of great restaurants there. Beautiful setting for beach volleyball. You can come down, you can enjoy the event, and you know what else you can do, Jeremy? You can have a beer on the beach While you watch some beach volleyball, the World Series of Beach Volleyball in its second year down there in Long Beach. And we are pleased to welcome in to tell us more about the event, which is more than just a volleyball tournament. Dave Kluin, General Manager of Management Plus Enterprises. Dave. How you doing, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. And, uh, you know, I was uh, looking at the event here. I I came down last year, enjoyed a couple of days of hanging out and being down there. And I wondered, before you were getting ready for this year, because it seemed like this year was already planned last year, uh, what were the few things that came up in the postmortem for 2013 at the inaugural event?
3: Sure. I mean, you know, for us, it's always about how do you continue to create the ultimate fan experience? At the end of the day, you know, everything that we're focused on doing is providing just an unbelievable week down here in Long Beach for the fans. And, you know, we looked hard at last year. How do we make things from a court layout a little bit tighter? Uh, how do we, you know, provide a little bit more amenities inside of the stadium itself. So for instance, the seats this year actually have more leg room. You know, not something that a lot of people think about, but when you're down here for seven days and you're packed in like sardines, we want to make it a great experience. We've actually brought the sidelines in a little bit more as well to put people literally right up above the court. From the bleachers, upgraded our courtside seating, and you know most significantly, we really looked at the music component, which is a big part of our event, and figured out what do we need to do to make that even better. And we've partnered with the masters in this clear channel and iHeartRadio, and we have this unbelievable music lineup from Friday on, featuring bands like Magic, which has the number one song in the country right now, Jack Antonoff from Fun, and you know, we think we're in for an amazing experience. And then, as you said, you can actually have a beer on the beach. You can sit like a professional and like a true spectator in the stands drinking a cold Bud Light or having a margarita and enjoy volleyball the way it's meant to be watched.
1: Yeah, I really like the music component that you have on your website where you've integrated their videos and the SoundCloud so people can click on that right away and say, oh, I know that band. I want to go see that band or that performer. So those are some of the things you changed. By the way, Legroom? Thank you. I do think about those sorts of things. Uh, what so some of the things you changed from 2013? What did you guys feel really worked in 2013? What was great about the first event?
3: Look, I think I think it, it begins and ends with the competition, and this is the best 128 beach volleyball players in the world descending on Long Beach, and you know we thought that the flow of competition from location timing um, just was phenomenal last year. We've kind of stretched out the tournament to have more main draw matches on Saturday and Sunday versus last year where we did the little standalone World Series Cup component. Mm -hmm. Um, And that will provide a little bit more of some of the key matches starting Friday evening. But, you know, we want the volleyball to speak for itself. And this is so different than anything else that we have here in the United States, even dating back to our old days with the AVP, in that you literally have the best players in the world and the Olympians descending here on Long Beach for an entire week. So if you're a volleyball fan whether it's diehard or even, you know, casual, you know, you will never see as high-level beach volleyball as you will throughout this tournament.
1: We've talked about on this show the fact that a sport like football draws people that have never played football or haven't played football in 25 years played as, as peewees or something. And volleyball doesn't seem to draw the casual fan as much. So I wonder, when you're promoting an event like this and you have to draw more than just the core audience, where do you guys reach for fans?
3: Definitely. Well, that's part of the main reason why we have this music component incorporated in. Because for us, to get the masses, you need to add a little bit more of that pop culture relevancy. And being able to bring in top-level, you know, billboard acts and partnering with someone like a Clear Channel, which if you listen to the radio commercials, the stuff we do on Fox Sports Radio is all focused on the sports fan. The stuff that you hear on FM is about the music, the lifestyle, the ambiance. So it allows Mm -hmm. us to Double target. So a lot of our internal efforts are going from a grassroots standpoint and a print going after the volleyball community. And then our things from television, from radio. Um, that all focuses on the masses. On top of that, we now have all of these mass open participation tournaments, which you know very unique to actually have a six-man tournament, a co-ed four tournament, juniors tournaments, all taking place right next to the pro competition at the same time. So you can literally step off the court, go watch a match at the stadium court, And then even on Friday and Saturday, as Jeremy knows from last year, we had players like Pedro from Brazil and Alec from Latvia who were in the finals on Sunday playing in the six-man. And you don't get that experience anywhere else. And that's the stuff we try to tell casual, all that. You don't go to a Yankee game and play a pickup game with Derek Jeter. And that's my New York roots coming through a little bit. But you can do that
1: here at our venue and at our event throughout the week love the new Jeter commercial, by the way, just as an aside. I like <laughs> pick that, that was cool. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I remember hearing last year about the ability to pick up a pro and you could bring them out and, and have them be a part of your tournament. That was pretty cool. Another oh, yeah. huge part of your footprint last year, in addition to the stadium and the volleyball itself, everything happening outside on the outer courts, was also the sponsor Village How did you guys go about putting together the companies to occupy the Sponsor Village, which was enormous last year? Well, it's
3: even bigger this year, and uh, we're excited for everyone to see some of the pretty cool new activations that we have, including the uh, Kerry Cannon that ASICS has built this year, where fans can actually go up against a robotic machine and feel what it's like to try to return a dig from Kerry um, and win some amazing prizes. But, you know, we, we have a lot of relationships from our long history in the sports world. And, you know, again, when you look at that total combination between volleyball, lifestyle, critical mass, and on-site, it becomes attractive to partners. What sponsors are looking for at the end of the day is they're looking for reach, they're looking for size and scope. And it has to go beyond just the volleyball. So, you know, we were able to spend a lot of time over the last year and even dating back to before last year's event, talking to potential sponsors for this year. Um, So we have brands like ASICS, MGM Resorts, Paul Mitchell. Fiat, which has come on board as the title sponsor of the iHeart Music Festival component mm-hmm. with us. Uh, we have Keurig. So for you, Jeremy, you'll have beautiful coffee here on site every morning waiting for you at 6.30. So, Please. you know, we, we've got oh, the, oh, just some amazing hold on, partners.
2: Hold on. 6.30 a.m.? <laughs> you're not DJ you're, hours? You're not
1: going to see me at 6.30. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know if you took a look at the contract, Jeremy. I mean, we all have call times and we have
3: responsibilities to provide
1: this amazing experience to the fans. There's a spine, spine print at the other bottom that says Jeremy can veto whatever time you say he needs to be there. One <laughs> 1.1.
3: Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. So,
3: so no, no, we've, no. You know, we, we're, we're very happy with the lineup that we have of partners, and, of course, we're always going to continue to build on this in future years as well because, as you guys know, we have a very expansive site, and when you look at what we have set up on the beach, we can actually continue to push down towards Belmont Shore, and we want to fill that with amazing experiences for the fans.
1: The carry Cannon, now is that two Ks? Do we spell Cannon with a K in that one?
2: Ooh.
1: They, they did spell it with a K.
2: Nice. Okay, so
1: good. For, for, forgive, forgive
3: the spelling of our title sponsor, but we, we like the uh, the look of the
1: name right now. Um, are you making people sign a waiver so when they take one off the dome, they, they don't sue? <laughs> Without a doubt. Without okay, a doubt. Because there's going to be those, some people that don't get their hands up in time. <laughs> All right, speaking of naming issues, Dave, with World Series of Beach Volleyball, the WSOBV, and last year there was that kind of separate standalone event inside of the Grand Slam, and, but it is a Grand Slam, but I don't hear the term Grand Slam used quite as much in referencing this event. How did you guys decide or how do you decide to, how to refer to the event, what acronyms and what kind of branding you want for the promotion of your Long Beach event? Sure, Great. great question. And, you
3: know, when you look at
1: things that are Grand
3: Slams here in the United States, there are some unbelievable tournaments, the U.S. Open of Tennis, um, you know, things like overseas like Wimbledon, which the events are given the designation as a Grand Slam for high importance, but the name itself has a standalone branding that helps it cut through the clutter. And, you know, respectfully, we feel that the name Grand Slam here in the U.S. would get lost and it would not symbolize the importance of the event as well. If you think about the biggest events here, the Super Bowl, the World Series, you know, we wanted to make sure we had a name that got people to understand that this was a global event, um, hence world. And when you think of World Series, you always think of the best of the best. So it was very important for us to choose a name that was going to allow us not to get lost in the shuffle of a million different things that we do here in the U.S., as well as you know, a million different things that the FIVB does internationally. And, uh, you know, we think we've developed some really amazing brand IP over the first year, and uh, we're excited to continue building this brand for many years to come.
1: I have a, a better suggestion for the name of this. It would be the WSSSCV, Because that's going to be easy to remember, Kevin. World Series Super Bowl Stanley Cup of all
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it. Love it, John.
3: We're
2: changing
1: out all the signage tonight. Uh, <laughs> <perfect>. Right on. <laughs> Yeah, I I was going through this and looking at your your television coverage, and the television package was something that was heavily promoted last year, and I don't think we've paid enough attention to perhaps this year. You guys are live, but not only are you live, you're on big NBC. How important is it to be on big NBC versus any of the other sporting networks that are currently proliferating the cable channels? Extremely important. I mean, the, the day and age of
3: ratings has definitely changed. But at the end of the day, to reach the people throughout the United States at the level that you want and for you to matter to corporate sponsors, you need to have that reach of a big NBC network. And last year, we had just under 3 million total TV viewers uh, for the event here in the U.S., and we had 10 million worldwide because, again, we're broadcasting 120 countries uh, right now through our FIVB package. And when you look at that, that was the most watched event in the history of beach volleyball outside of any of the Olympic Games the most watched last year, and NBC is a huge partner of ours, and the promotional value that we get with what we do on NBC, you know, you just can't match that with any amount of hard dollars that you would spend yourself.
1: This is going to be live. It'll be 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 Pacific on Saturday, and then on Sunday it's 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific, live from Long Beach. So if you're not in the area, you're not able to come and get one of those premium seats with a lot of leg room, make sure you tune in. You can also, is it going to be on the NBC Live Extra app? Is that another place that people can find it, Dave?
3: Yes, it will. So the NBC Network weekend broadcast will be on the Live Extra app, as well as the Friday, Saturday, and Monday re-air that we're doing on NBC Net. So again, we have original programming on NBCSN and Universal Sports on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can also look online through the FIVB's live streaming and watch early-round matches as well if you're not in town, starting with qualifier tomorrow.
1: Right on. What have we missed, if anything, here in letting people know about your event?
3: I think the key thing is you need to be here. You do not want to miss out on this experience. It is a -a once-a-year opportunity to see the best in the world. Uh, We are going to blow people away. We're happy with what we did last year, but we're never going to be complacent, and we're going to keep doing everything we can to show everybody the most amazing experience in the United States and the world.
1: Awesome is a good word. It was a lot of fun last year. I was down there a couple of days in Long Beach. I'll be there again this year, July 22nd through the 27th this week, happening in Long Beach, California. It is one of the most picturesque venues you can find. If you watch auto racing, it's in the same area, that section of downtown bordering the beach. It is beautiful. Dave Klum, good luck this weekend. Hope it all goes as well as 13 and better. Thanks for spending some time with us here today on The Net Live you love it. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, Dave Clune. checking out. Get your information on World Series of Beach Volleyball coming up in Long Beach. Uh, it is the World Series Super Bowl Stanley Cup of Beach Volleyball. Yes, yeah, I being, like that. Now being changed. Yeah. Website's <laughs> being changed. All the banners <laughs> are being taken out on time right now. The carry cannon. I like that. I like the carry cannon. Seriously, get blasted. What's the over-under on how many people take one in the, to the dome? Oh, there's little kids getting just, just lit up. and You know what? <laughs> they love it. The yeah, love it. Yeah, they would love to get hit by Carrie in that way. There's also a bikini contest. Didn't mention that, but that's also happening on their site. Good to know. I like that they brought that back. And I, you know what? The bikini in the interest in the interest. Yeah, of equal time. Yeah, let's have a bikini contest. Let's have a, a speedo contest. Okay. Best speedo. Okay. I think that'd be good. I do have great thighs, but because my thighs are. Pasty white. I don't look as good in the Speedo. Million dollars in prize money. Over a million dollars. Sick. Yeah, so that's what I think last year. I don't remember what the prize money was, but they didn't get all of the top teams. You're going to get that this year because of the prize money. Oh, they're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you will see the best that that volleyball has to offer. So make sure that you are out for this event. And as Dave said, look, go and see it. If you are in the area, go and see it. You need to get out there and check it out wonder how many tents Gardhoff has pitched down on the beach for himself.
2: <laughs>
1: so just certain areas around the beach, like this is mine, mine. His, his own presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is me, I'm here. Gardhoff's doing a good job. He is, uh, he is fan number one. If there's, he should wear a USA One jersey. He should have USA Fan One. And then they should retire his jersey at some point. I know USA V made him a jersey. I saw that a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was, right. yeah. That was cool. That's very cool. That was definitely good. Uh, we still have Leon Fell coming up at uh, 1130 mm-hmm. here on the show. And that'll be in just a little bit. But uh, we have more to go. Let's Wait. let's play a little music. Do you have anything from uh, from the Asics World Series of B12? Yeah, Marvel? I will actually play not just the instrumental, but that song that I played for Dave when we introduced him, Kevin, because that's how I roll. Oh, okay. This is this is who you want to see. This is you want to get out and see these events happening Friday, Saturday night. It's not just volleyball people. It's music, it's culture, sports and more. Culture. Long beach.
2: (laughs) Got in my car. The day my not no.
1: Welcome back to the net live here on Volleyball Magazine. Big thanks to them for their support of the show, as well as Six Eight Clothing Company, 6 dot and they're also on Amazon. If you happen to have some Amazon credit, go on there and check that out. I have a lot of Amazon credit right now, Jeremy. For what? I've, I've taken Amazon cards from my kids that they have they've received as gifts. You've taken them. I've taken them, yeah. Well. Because they have cashed in on some other things that they're not ordering off Amazon. They're conglomerating cards to buy RC race cars and things oh, like that. Oh, so, interesting. Very interesting. So I have a lot of credit on Amazon right now that I can go ahead and use. You know, funny, Jeremy, we were talking about Comic-Con earlier. Uh-huh. And some of the, the cosplay and some of the, the nerd culture down there that will be present that I'm looking forward to. And I was thinking of, I came across, I've been watching The Daily Show. Great show. God, so good. But right before it, it's South Park. And my DVR was backed up or something or or was on when Daily Show was on break. And I came across, I was a big South Park fan early on. Mike Seeley brought the original South Park videotape, the original five-minute short to the national team in 1998, summer of 98, before it was ever a television show. It became a television show in either late 98 or early 99. That's when it first came out on Comedy Central, before it was a big hit. Uh We saw that five-minute short. But it's been going forever now. And they were doing an episode about World of Warcraft. Yeah. It was remarkable. Remarkable. They embark on this this journey to kill this guy and level up and beat this super uber nerd who's sitting in front of his computer destroying everybody, killing everybody, and whatever, without getting totally into it. While they're logging the hours necessary to level up. They are drinking energy drinks, getting huge and fat and pimply. Yeah. It's totally gross. And then they are still sitting in one room with computers, no look, no emotion on their face, saying, you have know, Cartman leading the charge, going, Okay, Kenny, uh, you take your croak of destruction and give it to Stan. Stan? Stan, do you have your of armor on? And you're going through all these different terms and speaking, in. It's hilarious because you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Unless you've played, Unless and you then played you know it, yeah. exactly yeah. the kind of speech that's going on. And it reminds me of sitting with Tom Hoff, my roommate, playing StarCraft on the road, in our rooms. Yeah. Headphones on, laptop in the lap. Yep. In the middle of nowhere, Argentina or something. Headphone, one, one ear slightly off on the headphones, so you can hear if you need to talk to the other person. But absolutely emotionless, moving the mouse, hitting the hotkeys, looking at the screen. Not talking. People would walk in be like, oh, this looks like fun in here. And he's not acknowledging. First of all, <laughs> he's playing a video game with the hotkeys and a mouse pet. That's what we did. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at how far we've come. Oh, you still have to play that way. I know. World of Warcraft. But, out? like, legit video games. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say the people that still play on their keyboard computer with a mouse are more nerdy than people who do not. Oh, we were there. Yeah. Well the funny thing is now, and speaking of how nerds won <laughs> And they did by the Clash way. of Clans now. Yeah. All these people play Clash of Clans. It's on my phone, Kevin. It is the same as StarCraft. You are gathering resources gotcha. to upgrade things to then go out and attack and to level up your cannons, to level up your walls, all that to go out and attack somebody. You are playing Starcraft. I've never played Starcraft. You're playing it right now, buddy. I, the only reason I have Clash of Clans on my phone is because Nicole's nephews, when we were visiting one time, were all into it. Did you join their clan? And so that means Jeremy had to be into it. Yeah. And so now I have to keep up on it because yeah! they're still playing so for the next time I see them. You're living in their world, buddy. Oh, You're making man. their day. Yeah. You're a hero. I get upset when my phone shows me that somebody has attacked my village. <laughs> <laughs> you are their hero. But that's the funny thing is all these people who... Oh, I don't play video games. I I never play video games. Is that a video game because it's on my phone? Well, that's the thing. People think it's not a video game because it's on their phone. Well, I'm not hitting any buttons. I'm just telling it to do stuff. Yeah, you are. It's virtual buttons, dude.
0: You don't have a controller. All right.
1: right. You're playing video games. You're playing StarCraft, WarCraft, Diablo. Okay. Yeah. You're you're in. You're in. And that's the funny thing. So many people are in now, but don't think they are in. They have been able to participate and enjoy the fun that is... Nerddom without really feeling like they're a nerd. Okay. <laughs> you still you still have a full you're still cool. Well you have a mohawk. Oh, I'm not worried of Yeah, Mohawk. You're still cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm not but conser- you not are you, nerding out playing video games. Mm, whatever you want to call it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's true. Accept okay. it. Accept reality Jeremy. Okay, Kevin. <sighs> I love it. Alright, we had some we had some good questions. Mm-hmm. Gamer Scholarships. Robert Morris University has a gaming team. Awesome. I like that. Dude, it's just, it's called progression. People can make money off that stuff these days. They're broadcasting some computer game tournament on ESPN3. That's not new. They've been doing that. Blair Lambert, thanks for that comment. It's absolutely true that that's happening. But that's been going on for a little while. Magic, the card game I mentioned, that was making ESPN2 years ago, 10 years ago. That upsets me. Oh, as a volleyball person, oh, oh. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I think I still may be able to kick ass on Goldeneye. You were in early on the multiplayer shooter then. I remember playing Goldeneye with actually the women's team, with Val Sterk and some others. Nice. Uh, Mickey and some others down in their room in the dorms playing Goldeneye. That was, that was fun back in the day. I was good at Tecmo Bowl.
0: Yeah, still yeah. have
1: it out in the garage. Of course you do. Tecmo Super Bowl best game of all time best football game of all time Mm -hmm. there's some some questions surrounding the World League a win for the United States a victory for the United States they go and defeat Brazil first time USA and Brazil have ever met in World League Finals what? yeah seems weird doesn't it? was this uh, there's been so much going on I I apologize I should know this but did they only lose one match in World League play? no they lost in pool play. They okay. went 8-2 and two and nearly didn't get in. How is that possible? <laughs> because the fourth team in the pool was awful. But you're 8-2. 8-2. and, two. Eight and two. Point system. Oh, yeah. Two points for a win in five. One point for a loss in five. Three points for a win in three or four.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Write that down right now. 3-0, get three points. 3-1, three get three points. 3-2, three victory, get two points. 2-3 loss, get one point. And then they rank the teams by points. Huh. Okay. So you can have a team that has a worse win-loss record, but, but yet is ranked above another team. And that happened in their pool. Russia, at 5-5, five and five was ranked higher than the 6-4 and four Serbians. That's not right. No. <laughs> Stupidity. Can't you, like, can't there be that fine, line, fine print at the end that says if that happens, whoever has the better record automatically jumps above you because that's just not right? The easy fix is the first stat for ranking is wins and losses. Thank you, Matt. If you want to use the second for points, yeah. use the points. I have no problem with using the points for tiebreaker. Yeah. Two teams, four and four. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whoever got more points. Then if you took extra sets, you pushed to five, you're the better team. But don't go points first. That's utterly insane. Utterly insane. The question came up. Well, okay, let's go back, though. Eight and two in pool play. Yeah. Go to the final six. You do two pools of three. You play two opponents. Then it's a crossover for four, so they eliminate two teams. United States gets beat by Italy. Yeah. United States then beats the Volley ruse yep. of Australia, 3-1. Yep. Yep. So they get themselves through. On the other side, Iran loses 3-2 to Russia. Great showing. Mm-hmm. Okay. In their first, their opening salvo there. Italy, let's see. Brazil, I want to see, beat Italy. I have to go look all this up. But yeah. anyways, what happened was Russia did not make the crossover. Interesting. Iran made the crossover. Disappointing for Russia, obviously. Yes. Italy, it can't be Italy because Italy came out of the U.S. side. So Italy and U.S. come out of one side. Yep. Out of the other side, Brazil, after squeaking into the final round, Mm -hmm. makes it out. Brazil and Iran. And Iran is one of those teams that you keep talking about. Yeah. And you're going to see them. USA Cup, early part of August here in the States. All around Southern California, four dates. Huge hugely important dates for both teams as they ready themselves for world championships. It is a friendly set of matches, but you better believe you will see top flight from both. You will see the top three scorers in the world league finals in those matches. Nice. Do we know where? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll pull it up. up. Am I in town? I am not in town. I'm, I'm out of town, unfortunately, because I, I want to be at this event. I will not be there. Uh, but, you will see the top three scorers. Nice. Number two in points, Taylor Sander. Number three in points, Matt Anderson. Number one in points, top scorer from Iran. Looking for his name. Amir Ghaffor. Only had eight points against Italy in a 3-0 loss in the bronze medal match. Italy with the bronze. Yep. But still managed to be the top scorer. So you will see those those top scores. Sander, you might remember he just came out of college, literally, literally, MVP of World League Finals. Saw that. Today. Best outside spiker. He just made forty grand, thirty k for being MVP, ten grand for being best outside spiker. Can we call it something else than best outside spiker? It's a stupid name. I agree. Okay. Lee, best blocker. Yep. Ten grand for him. By the way, whoever he was standing next to on the podium when they were probably giving out all those awards made David Lee look a little short. It might be Max Holt? Yeah. You talking about the team shot? No, it wasn't team shot like it looked like uh they were giving like the tournament awards, okay? Um Bra- Oh, so it might be a guy from another country. Yeah, but okay. the Brazilian guys that were on the stage with them did not look pleased cuz I guarantee it was probably right after the uh gold medal match. <laughs> Suck it, Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Suck it. So the Brazil dudes were upset, everybody else smiling. Silver medalists <laughs> are never happy. <laughs> So the U.S. becomes the fourth country to have multiple titles in World League. Was the first meeting between USA and Brazil in the final match, mm-hmm. which is... That's funny. It was hard to believe. Yeah. U.S. hasn't made the final match enough. Brazilians, I have, believe, uh, 16 medals. Let's see. It probably has the number here. Looking for it. Italy got the bronze for the second time in a row, and that was after not being on the podium for eight years. Wow. Eight years. And Italy has tremendous success. They have something like 14 medals, something close to that in, in the history of World League. Oh, 18 World League medals for Brazil. That is a record-breaking. Nine gold, five silver, four bronze. That's remarkable. But Brazil has now lost in the finals three of the last four World Leagues. Okay. Okay. Plus they, got in the finals. Plus they got smashed. in soccer. So Brazil—they're just—they're really not having Brazil a, good, is done. a good month. <laughs> yeah, Iran became the most successful Asian nation in World League, finishing fourth. That's <laughs> right, Iran and the Asian Asian side of things. Mm-hmm. They could dominate that zone. Fifteen World League medals there it is: eight gold, three silver, four bronze, and that is for Italy. So they have exceeded the total for Russia. They are ahead of Russia in total medals. So the United States, just the fourth country. I feel like they've kind of been putting it on Brazil lately. The women's team, right? Yeah. Men's team. Hashtag suck it. Yeah. I think Phil and Rosie have beaten some Brazilians internationally. Oh, look, Matt read it on the... uh... Yeah, beat Bruno and Alisson. Yep. Take that, Brazil. Yeah, suck it. But there's a couple of questions about this. You had who tweeted you the one? I think it was Vinny Lopes tweeted the net live. What now after a world league victory, what are our Olympic expectations for this team? And you immediately said, I have none. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I don't I don't think this title changes anything about the Olympics. Too far away. But that but you're look I I know you and you're looking at it from the team perspective. What is a fan's expectations now after they just won World League? That's what I think the question is. The fans need to look a little closer, look to world championships. This changes the expectation for world championships. Okay. Being on the podium at world championships is now an expected result. Well, being from the United States, I guarantee you they're expecting gold in the Olympics. Cuz you know how The that, fans of yes. the team the fans. That's how we roll. Well, yeah. We expect gold for everything. And we're going to win gold in the spiking competition, in the digging competition, yes. in the, uh, the float serving competition. In the carry cannon <laughs> dig. Carry cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, what does it do for the Olympics? Uh, it doesn't do anything for my expectations for the Olympics. It, we are two and a half years away from the Olympic Games, or two years, two calendar years, yep. and a half a season, essentially, away from the Olympic Games. Two and a half seasons of play. But... Do you have... Are you, personally, Kevin, are your expectations higher than they were, let's say, a year ago? They're higher than they were at the beginning of the summer. Okay. For world championships. Okay. This team has proven to be awesome, fantabulous, Fantabulous. spectacular, amazing. I mean, go through the the thesaurus. It's hard to say that, the thesaurus. Go through and, and come up with a bunch of superlatives to describe this team, and all of them are accurate. This was really a wonderful performance. through some tough matches, too. And with, I'm assuming, your best outside hitter still playing opposite. And maybe he just stays there. Maybe. Garrett Mwangatudia came in, did a nice job, came in for Sean Rooney in the finals. Mm-hmm. Only had two kills. Only had two attempts. Yeah. Always been a 1,000. But blocked, served, brought some value from that spot. That spot is still a problem. Okay. Like I said, I still don't like Matt Anderson at the opposite. And not because he's not good there. Not because of his play, not because of the results, but because I think Matt is such a valuable outside hitter, you have him playing opposite. That said, he's proven to be an awfully good opposite. He could have been MVP. And I don't disagree with Taylor Sander either. You could have put either one in there. Well, and they may need, like, what if Clay... Speaking of Clay, I saw him from a distance the other day. He looks thinned down, not as big as I'm used to seeing him. Yeah, Clay's a question mark. Reed's a question mark. Yep. But you have to assume that they will not be there. We said that Correct. Before. You can't plan on it. They will not be there. Yeah. If they are, it's a bonus. Yeah. Either one of those guys is a bonus. But it does raise my expectations for world championships. Okay. And raises theirs. Which for, becomes absolutely. an interesting thing to deal with. It's now they one have to live to up be, to those expectations. One thing to be the young guys getting out there, playing free, doing your thing, and just playing as whatever who we are. We're, we're playing our best. We're doing our best. Two, we just won World League. We've got a target on our backs. We now have the expectation to win these matches. How do you cope when you struggle a little bit? Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Based on what I've seen from these guys, what I know about John Spira, what I know about this team from the guys I've talked to, yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue, yeah, but something to watch. Gotcha. Couldn't be, as an alumni of this te- of the team, yeah, I could not be more proud of the way that these guys have represented the United States throughout this tournament. They have played some really nice volleyball, really nice. Gardhoff said that Reed is taking Russian players surfing in shark-infested waters. That's veteran leadership, always finding a way to contribute. <laughs> That's true. Big ones too. Apparently, like if you go in, the, apparently according to the news, if you step foot into the water in the Pacific, you're going to get attacked by shark. And if you fly to the United States from Europe and visit the United States, you had better, you had better go heels because correct, there will be shootings on every corner. Yes. It literally looks like Grand Theft Auto. Yes, exactly. I should play some of that this afternoon. It's a good idea. Speaking of nerdy video games. Here's, a, here's another question, though. I brought up by my wife astutely last night. She said, what happens to the prize money for the players still in college? Mike Christensen, one more year of eligibility. You win World League. We're talking about a payday in the neighborhood of 50K. USAV? Can we put that into a trust? I know this is not, but can you put that into a trust for the player until they're done with school? Here's what needs to happen. That should happen. Yeah. I don't know if that's legal right now. Gotcha. Here's what should happen. He should get the 40 grand. (laughs) No. I don't know that Micah should go back to school. Although, scholarship at USC, not having to go overseas right now, scholarship at USC is worth 60 grand. Yeah. Having your degree... Worth more, yep. Just to have that insulation, mm-hmm. just to have that on your resume. From that same, I think Micah should go back. But here's what I think should happen: whatever that payout number is, mm-hmm. once you're done with college, you're on the open marketplace. You're free to earn whatever you want. Correct. As far as I'm concerned, USA Volleyball owes him that money. Okay. His first contract with USA Volleyball ought to include a signing bonus. In the neighborhood of that. of that number. Interesting. Period. And you tell the NCAA, once he's done, you tell the NCAA, tough. Because once he's done, he's done. You can, USA Volleyball can sign him for whatever they want. Correct. They can pay him whatever they want. They are a professional organization. They should pay him that money next year. It is a great question, though. Where does it go now? Couple of different perhaps routes it gets put into the formula and basically gets divvied up to everybody else because I don't think you can keep it and keep your eligibility. Where does some of that eligibility come in? I don't know how it all works, but let's say the team goes out to dinner let's say David Lee buys Mike a dinner. Is that okay? Yeah, because he's a friend. He's not. He doesn't work for USA Volleyball. Because your teammates in college can buy you dinner. Okay. They just can't do it with money from the program. Gotcha. But I, I, he's due that money, especially the way he played. He could have been MVP, too. I don't know about the finals. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen him. And, and we will only see the final match. Yeah. That's what we're doing on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, but congratulations to the USA team. Simply remarkable. Really neat to, to watch. Neat to be a part of as an announcer. Thanks, guys. You make my job a lot more fun when I go to do the finals. I don't like doing Poland-Russia. Yeah, Poland, Brazil. It's well, this so way you only fun. have to uh, get half of the team's names correct. No, who cares? The U.S. is in. I don't even talk about <laughs> Brazil. Who cares about Wallace D'Souza? <laughs> Bernardo Resende. No, it looks usual enough. Yeah, it's a U.S. broadcast. Man. Yeah, I hear you. No, I, 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 as an alumni of USAV, having played in that tournament a couple of times, knowing how difficult that tournament is, really a neat. Neat thing, and, and Dave Lee, I think, commented on the fact that it's a nice blend of older guys and some, some very talented young players. I'll say, probably it's an amazing, really amazing experience for the young guys right now, don't you think? Oh, it's crazy. Come out of college, win World League, and you're the MVP? Really? 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 And jumping 96 inches with your vert. Really, Taylor? Yeah. 43.8? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This how he rolls, apparently. <sighs> Way to go, bud. Way to go. You need to get him on the show. We will. Give him a little rest. We will get Taylor. Yeah, we, we've had audio from Taylor.
0: Correct. On the program.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, really fantastic. Uh, so final final standings, USA, Brazil, Italy. They ran fourth. Congrats to everybody. After that, who cares? Especially us. <laughs>
2: Especially. We Yay, do celebrate silver medals. USA. But not when we win the gold. <laughs> no, now, now we will celebrate <laughs> yeah, gold. Good now, point. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Uh, did Matt Anderson finish his degree? I don't know. chatboard I don't know if he has finished. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> he was getting Matt's getting paid from overseas, so he may not. He can go back to school if he needs to. Yeah, that was that was the plan. I still haven't gone back. I have a year. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Yeah. Why? Why would I go back at this point? I don't know. What would be the point? Just to stay in the dorms and stuff. Oh. <laughs> now. Now. Nothing I mean, creepy about a 40-year-old walking around with 18-year-old co-eds. We should take a break. <laughs> I look like I'm 18 or 20. I, that, is um, actually, that actually is true. I would fit right in. I can, still can't shave. I would not look like the weirdo that came back to school and like hung out in class. <laughs> At least not yet. Not yet. I don't think I'm going back, Jeremy. Okay. I don't think it's happening. It's all right. Let's take a quick break here on the Net Live. We've got Leon Fell coming up from the Motherload. And if you're gonna be at Comic Con this week, let me know. We'll get together. Find Kevin. He'll stand out in the crowd. See, I, he'll be the only one not in cosplay. This is. I, I'm liking the Nerdist thing. Enjoy your burrito. That's their catchphrase. I don't know. They just do that at the end of everything. We need some stuff like that, Jeremy. Bleachers, baby. I got next set. I was That's on top of this one.
2: i the back to back. From this dream where she was trying to show me How a light can move from the darkness She said to get better So I put a bullet where I should have put a helmet And I crashed my car because I want to get carried away
1: Welcome back to The Net Live here on Volleyball Magazine. Kevin and Jeremy holding down the home court here on the 21st of July. Remember, you can get us via iTunes. It is free. Zero dollars, my friends. Zero dollars to you and your friends to listen to some of the greatest people that the world of volleyball has to offer. We will keep working on pulling in some of the folks here. Indoor national teams. We've got to look at those, Jeremy, before world championships come up here. We need the head coaches. We need some players and so on. It okay. be good to, uh, to bring those folks in and talk to them before everything gets underway here with World Champs. World Champs happening in Italy and Poland this year. How about Italy this year, by the way? They had the outdoor event for a World League match. They held an outdoor event, sold out 14,000 people. The finals sold out 9,000 people. Came for the bronze medal match, where Italy played against Iran and won, and then stayed, watched the gold medal match. That's volleyball fans, yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the announcement they give before a school play or a school function where you have a multiple of performances by different grades. Leave when your kids are done. When their performances don't walk out, so that by the time the fifth graders get out here, Deuces. There's like ten yeah. people. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, but you're like, you're an estranged uncle or something. You're not. Yeah, none of my kids are performing. I'm <laughs> yeah. coming to see somebody else's kid or a nephew or right. a cousin. You're then... coming to see a member of your clan. And then I'm play. out. Yeah, right. Then I'm out. You're like, he's in my clan. Yeah. I got to go and see him. But this, the, uh, apparently they just wanted to see high-level volleyball. Yeah, it's fantastic. Admittedly, they know some of the players, too. There is some attraction there because of the professional league. Correct. They have a lot of those players in their professional leagues. Leon Phil coming up? Motherload. I was looking at some cosplay stuff to continue that theme here. Somebody built a full size Lego Boba Fett costume. <laughs> and it is it is remarkable. I just you know, when I was younger it'd be like, Oh, that's not cool, that's stupid. But now and for years, like I appreciate the commitment. I appreciate the work involved to put these things together. This, the lengths that people will go to for their their passion, for their hobby. Like doing a stupid podcast for six years, even though like ten people listen. Um, well, there's 16 people in the chat board. Yeah. <laughs> there should be some appreciation for that. Well, I think a, specifically about Boba Fett. Like He was that one character, like everybody thinks cool because they don't know too much about him. He was oh. kind of like a bounty hunter. He was a little mysterious you know, they kind of touched on it on the new crappier Star Wars where his father got murdered, and that's why he became the bounty hunter, blah, 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 blah. But he was still, like, he didn't really speak. He just kind of did his thing, went about his business. Yeah, what if you get to know him? Had that mystique about him, yeah. Is he just a douchebag? If yeah, Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, man, I used to think he was so cool, but it turns out, like, he won't even pay his bill. Like, we all go out to dinner, and he doesn't pick up his part <laughs> of the exactly. check. Yeah. He's always coming in light with, like, uh. With like ten credits, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, always borrowing my lightsaber and stuff, <laughs> Right. never getting it back on time. <laughs> Man, he took my spaceship one time. Came back, it was just junk wrappers everywhere, yeah. all through the cockpit. I said, "Don't go to uh, space Taco Bell," but he did, and wrappers everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he he made the uh, the kettle was the Kessel Run. Took so many parsecs. Anyways, that's way too nerdy. Uh, movie, Lucy, coming out this week. Scarlett Johansson and Morgan Freeman. Uh, they already have my money. I've mentioned this before about a lot of sci-fi yeah, flicks. The, uh, they have my The money. Apes yet? I saw it okay. on Monday night last week. Okay. Right. I went out and saw it. Man, it was good. I liked it a lot. I really liked it. The parallels between ape society and, and human society, the more aggressive and distrustful portions of both get everything into trouble. It was good stuff. So, but this one was Scarlett Johansson that already had your money. Yeah. Lucy. They got my money. Interesting concept. Cause you always hear that we only use 10% of our brain. Yeah. I know that like 5% is occupied with stuff that is meaningless quotes from movies and, Lego Boba Fett costumes. <laughs> Nicole laughs at me because will, we will watch a movie that I probably haven't seen in 10 or 15 years. It'll we'll be on TV or something like that, and I'll be like cruising by the TV, and I'll say whatever the line is coming up next in yeah. passing, and then they say it, and she's like, how do you know that? She's like, when was the last time you saw this? I was like, I don't know why I know that, why I can't remember other things, but I can remember lines from movies. I don't know. It's a guy thing, but I don't know why. Right. There's no... I get no benefit of remembering movie quotes, other than I find it amusing to myself. Can't even get in the circus. Correct. There is no amazing movie quote guy. Yeah. Right next to the bearded lady and the werewolf boy. Yeah. There's no. There's no quotable dude. No. But I, I too, I can quote. I mean, name a, name a, a fairly last fifteen years. Well, Point Break, I could just give you the entire movie. I am an FBI agent. Yeah. Yeah. Does any one of you have anything even remotely important to report? <laughs> Jeremy, I can't think of the name of the movie. No, same thing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What did he say? I caught my first wave this morning. My first first tube. Tube. Yeah, caught my first first tube. Yeah, thank yeah, yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yes, that counts. Yeah, yeah. Lori Petty. Yeah, before Tank Girl. Oh God, I never saw that movie, but it was it was awful, right? I mean, it was it's just like awful. the Ishtar of of oh, sci-fi. Boy. Yeah. Uh, Point Break was incredible. Told you I texted Phil Etherton. I know this has not No. Picture of a a Reagan mask on the ground said, I'm going to do some banking today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this has nothing to do with volleyball, but they are doing like a recreation, uh, it's like a live stage performance of Point Break at the Dragonfly in Hollywood. Oh, and they bring somebody from the audience to play Keanu. Yeah. Right, because the insinuation is Keanu can't act anyway, yeah, so they so bring someone matter? from the audience yeah. to play Keanu. Yeah. I've heard about that. I want to go see it. When are you and I in the culinary and, Nicole and Aaron going? Oh, man, hopefully it runs through the summer because basically starting this week, I have no free time until the end of September. All right, your job after the show, after you schedule the show, is to look it up. Okay. And My job. We will, you can't look it up. We will go to the Firefly. Okay. Because that, that would be Dragonfly. Or, sorry, Dragonfly. The Dragonfly. For Firefly those, is a different show. For those of you that will eventually see the behind-the-scenes VH1 story of the Suicide Doors, that was where we performed our first live show, was at the Dragonfly. Will it be as good as Blue Oyster Cult? I don't know, but I, we have some story, Like I've written things down so I don't forget. <laughs> like our first show, a week and a half, two weeks before our show, Tim, the other DJ in the group, had tore his ACL. Oh. So he couldn't. He could be a member of this show. He was leaning on one leg. Um, we get to the venue. They said they didn't have a table for us. So I had to run to Home Depot, buy a table, got back 10 minutes prior to the show starting. Wow. Called my buddy and said, I need a sheet to cover the table. So he stopped by some like Target or something and bought king-size black sheets. So we threw that over the table. Hmm. Those are all things happening before we had to go on for our very first show. And then you killed And we dominated it. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, the Suicide Doors performed at a charity event this weekend for a charity called Walk with Sally. It was in Manhattan Beach. Walk with Sally is a charity that they provide. A, I look at it as kind of like a big brother type thing where you have like a mentor or somebody that is, um, helps out a kid who has a parent that has cancer. Oh, um, so they had a huge event in Manhattan Beach this past weekend, and the Suicide Doors were fortunate enough to do a little hour and a half set. It's so, very cool. Yep. I'm looking at uh, some of this Legends of Beach volleyball stuff. Yes, yeah, so I'm still trying to figure this out. There was an event in Disney. Rob on the mic was there. And so there was lots of legends talking Lambert, Stein. I know Nancy Mason was there. Rachel was there. Um, Mark Cairns. But what I, my question is, like, the companies that were sponsoring sponsoring were just kind of promoting volleyball, but who were they promoting it for, or were they just promoting, like, the lifestyle of Southern California, because there was no NVL, AVP, FIVB, World Series of Beach Volleyball involvement in it. So I don't know, I'm still confused about what the purpose of it was. Hmm. I don't know. Like, was USAB involved? Like, I, I'm, I'm I'm, confused. I'm not sure. I know. The lifestyle of California is what Rob on the mic said. Um, I would also like to point out, and I've made this discussion before and bring it up, I believe the beach volleyball lifestyle of the 90s is no longer existent. What is that? That is the, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go play volleyball for eight straight hours, maybe I'll go surf... Maybe play a game of Ace before we go out to dinner, wake up and do the next thing the same day. I mean, wake up the next day and do it. Yeah, that's that a good point. That doesn't happen anymore. It's a good point. Surfers may not play volleyball. All volleyball players, for the most part, are surfers. So the surfing, in my mind, is now the lifestyle as opposed to volleyball. Well, surfing, you don't have to train Correct. the way you do. For this stuff. And surfing, you can do by yourself. Volleyball, you cannot. I can't wait to see your team, Matt. Six-man World Series of Beach Volleyball. He's bringing back the 80s and early 90s. Here's the thing is I won't be able to really see that because I'll be in stadium. You'll be trapped. But if you want to see Jeremy, you know where he'll be this weekend. In a little tiny hole at the top of the stadium. Sitting next to a guy named Chris? Saturday and Sunday. Chris Geter McGee. You may have known him. He used to be on the show. Used to be. And now refuses to come back because you hurt his feelings. He's that butthurt that he can't show up. We were in Milwaukee, and all of a sudden you started getting a barrage of text messages. I was sitting next to him when he was texting you. (laughs) (laughs) He's that injured. Yeah, you know, a guy's sensitive. I guess. He doesn't come on the show. He's all butthurt. We took him off the intro. I was like, bro, you weren't there for like three months. What am I supposed to do? I know. Not only were you not here for three months, but then it took you, and Reed for that matter, two more months to figure out you weren't on the intro anymore. Because I took it off as an experiment to see how long it took for them to realize. We're just messing with him. Yeah. And he got all, yeah. took it personal you know and got upset. Uh, you know, know, when the thing is, when you become a big celebrity, and I, and I hope to go through this, that you just, you can get pissed about stuff like that and just kick people to the side. So eventually it's just going to be me on the show. <laughs> Maybe. No. You're, but in my loft. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're still going to be sleeping because you're out raging until four in the morning. Yeah, because that's what you do when you're famous, yep. right? Is that what Geeter does now? No, for sure. He and Big Game James till 4 a.m.? Yep. Just leaguing it. Man. It's, just, it's just jealousy. Jealousy totally. talking here. We have our next guest. I didn't know that Jen Meredith was CEO of Go to Gabby LLC for Gabby Reese and Laird Hamilton. Oh, nice. And she has been for seven um, years, nine months. Pepperdine may, alum. Is that our way in to get Gabby on the show? Well, yeah, we should get Gabby on the show anyway. Mm-hmm. Let's. All right, we'll work on that. Yeah, write that down. All right, we'll get Gabby. Love Gabby. I met Gabby when I was 17. Okay. Boy, was I stoked. I'm sure you were. I'm oh, still working man. on, and I know I emailed you about this, but if I can get this guest on the show, our fans will be stoked. Okay. Not volleyball-related, not a volleyball player. Oh, Val Kilmer? That'll be good. <laughs> no. That's volleyball-related. True. Saw another show on Etsy. to said, playing with the boys, this picture of... Nice. Iceman spinning the ball. Nice. Yeah. Still best scene ever. (laughs) Unbeatable volleyball scene. You ready to do this? (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's not his fault the show's gone sideways. That's our fault. He's going to bring it back on the rails. The Motherlode has been a destination tournament for the better part of a quarter of a century. People making the trip up to Aston, into Colorado, journeying to places unknown In volleyball for a long time. And players of all levels, pros, amateurs, weekend warriors, youngsters, know all about the motherlode nowadays. It is the place to be come summertime. And we're bringing this guy back. We've had him on before because the state of beach volleyball from a developmental perspective, Jeremy, going up. Going up. this man has been there. He continues to do good work. In the sport of volleyball, welcome back. Leon Fell, the Mother Lode. Leon. No? Yeah. Yes? Now, Am
0: I muted? <laughs> now you're there, back. Now you're, you're back. back. There we go. Yeah, there's probably many people that wish I would stay muted.
1: <laughs> now, I've heard that, Leon, but that happens when, you're, when you are have your own little fiefdom. That happens. How many years are we talking now for Mother Lode?
0: Well, you're close, but not quite. This is the 42nd annual. Good
1: Lord. Wow. We're closing in on a half a cent. Nice. 42nd annual. All right, tell us about the very first tournament. How many teams, how did it come together, why have it there? Can you even remember?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the very first tournament started because in Aspen, Colorado, in those days, uh, they had a big music festival, which still goes on for most of the summer, classical music. And at the end of uh, the third week of August, when that shut down, that was the end of summer for Aspen and most of the resorts around the country. And uh, a couple of guys owned a little restaurant, a great little Italian restaurant called The Motherlode. And both of them were from, uh, like, Newport Beach and Laguna area. And they were volleyball players they weren't the you know weren 't the greatest they were b level players, but they loved the game and They decided to liven up uh, Labor Day weekend by uh, they had some friends in town who one group of friends happened to be the Goss brothers, Chester and Chris Goss, who were one of the top teams on the beach out of San Diego back in the early seventies and late sixties. And they happened to be in Aspen at that time, and they, they kind of uh, talked it up and said, well, why don't we have a little volleyball tournament? So they invited some of their friends to play. They had 14 teams in the big park in the middle of town, and uh, the mother loved, uh, did a barbecue, and, the, and they threw out a keg of beer. And, of course, Chris and Chester Goss won that first event. It was all men at that time, and uh, very simply... Uh, they all said, "Gosh, that was an awful lot of fun. Why don't we do this again next year?" And they, all those same 14 teams, invited more friends to come and uh, and play. And they kept they did it the next year, and the next year, and the next year. All of their it kept growing uh, without any any marketing. Any they didn't even do posters. They did do T-shirts. They had you know the bartenders took registrations. At the restaurant, one of the waiters uh, ran the tournament for them. Another waiter created the t-shirts and sold them. And they just drive their truck out in the Wagner Park, which was the big park there, and open it up and have a couple of kegs of beer in the back. And that's how it started. In 1981, they had 164 teams coming. And uh, that kind of freaked them out. <laughs> and they called me up. I was producing events at that time and also playing ball, playing volleyball. And uh, but uh, they asked me if I would take over the event, and I said I'd be happy to. But I saw some somewhere in there. I saw some potential, some some potential that nobody else could figure out. If they if we're in Aspen, Colorado, in the heart of the Rockies, one of the uh, number one resort in the country at that time, arguably um, and I saw the potential for that media magnet of Aspen to help create a a national event, and I asked those guys if they were willing to do what it took to make it into a national event, and they kind of smirked and grinned out of the side of their mouths and said, Oh, sure." And uh, so they let me run with it, and I called every single human being I knew in the volleyball world and told them they had to get their butts out there over Labor Day weekend, and that little one-day event has now grown into, well, as we said, it's gone on for 42 years. And we have uh, six playing sites. Uh, around 600 teams come out every year from all over the, uh, the United States and Canada, and uh, it's become one of the must-attend events on the outdoor volleyball circuit, I hope.
1: Leon, do you track how people come to want to play in your event? Is it strictly word of mouth? Do you guys advertise at all? How are people making the mother load a destination?
0: Well, you know, it's been word of mouth for a long, long time, and then but we've also put into... Processes for one of the few events, if not the only one, that I would call a grassroots event. Who actually, uh, which actually advertises and markets the event. Uh, you know, we do a lot of direct mail. We uh, do a lot of direct email blast, updating people on what's going on. Our, our date database is uh, now over 7,000 people who have attended the event. Uh, just over the past 12 years when we started keeping our database on that and uh i do an awful lot of promoting and as well i travel around quite a bit uh, to visit the other grassroots tournaments and and meet the producers and see the people and talk up our event and also to talk up their event you know i was I was listening to you guys. By the way, I wanted to go way back about an hour because I was an hour early signing on. And I wanted to let you know I sure wish I could wear some of that 6.8 casual. (laughs) 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 But I don't think I'd come anywhere near that, but it would be nice. Um, But you guys were talking about... uh, volleyball and you were talking about uh, the the, you know the beach game and the beach lifestyle as it used to be not just in the 90s but uh, you know back in the 80s and and possibly even even more back in the 70s Um, I was looking at uh, gosh what was I looking I was looking at that picture in dig magazine of Gary Hooper the latest issue and you know they got that picture of Gary Hooper warming up before a match and he's got a little he's got a little California culture, as they called it, in his mouth while he was warming up. Uh, that's more something.
1: Denver culture now. That's more Colorado culture than <laughs> California culture. That's,
0: that's got, got, hey, in Washington, too. Anyway, they had um, – you know, the, the, what people don't realize sometimes is that – I need to explain something. I actually had Chris Brown ask me for an explanation on this earlier this year from the CBPA, and he said – How can I, how do we, why do we call events beach doubles volleyball? And a lot of the events that take place in the Midwest, especially, where there aren't a lot of, a lot of beaches, especially in Kansas and Missouri and, and even in Wisconsin and other places, is the game is actually doubles volleyball. It just happened to be started on the beach. So as a result, the grassroots tournaments around the country, they may not be on a beach, but it is still doubles volleyball. So as a result, I call it beach doubles volleyball. And in the Midwest and on the East Coast, I'm not talking about Florida, and I'm not talking uh, Gulf Coast or California. I'm talking inland. You would not believe the size and scope of the amount of players who have adopted the game just in the last, oh, I'd say five to ten years. Um, You know, obviously our success at the Olympics, both indoor and outdoor, have had an awful lot to do with that. And I hope you don't mind my skipping to the state of volleyball right now, in my mind. But this is something that I think people need to realize, is that that lifestyle has been propagated, the beach lifestyle has been propagated all the way back to Jan and Dean, the Beach Boys, et cetera, and that Funicello and all those guys. And that's been adopted around the country over and over and over again. And as a result, so has beach volleyball. And what has, been amaz- has amazed me in the last few years, I've traveled to the major, what I call the major grassroots tournaments. There's four of them in the country. Arguably, you know, I don't throw Manhattan Open in there, that's the granddaddy of them all. but And, and we like to think that the mother load is the granddaddy of grassroots volleyball. But uh, there's one in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, another one outside of Oshkosh, Wisconsin, called the Wapaka Boat Ride. Then, of course, you have the seaside tournament up in Seaside, Oregon. And then you have the mother load. And, uh, In the last two years, even during the recession, the sport has continued to grow immensely. Um, The the Puts Town event this year alone, try this one on for size. This is one singular three-day event. 1,488 teams participated in that event. Wow. Oshkosh, Wisconsin, the Wapaka Bull Ride, one thousand seventy-eight teams this year, you know. And Seaside, we all know they draw over a thousand teams. Now, granted, they have all of these tournaments have different components. They have four man, or they might have six man as well. They have doubles. They want a boat ride is primarily a triples tournament. I think it's the only place in the country where triples is played with that many people. And uh, but the lifestyle itself is right there. That is, that is volleyball all day long, partying all day long, and at night, and they, the lifestyle is still being propagated. It may not be exactly what it was back in the 70s and 80s and even the 90s on the beach, but it still definitely exists and is growing off the beach and around the country. The mother load is no longer, it used to be the largest doubles tournament in the country. It's still a purely doubles tournament, but we don't consider ourselves to, or put that nomer on there as being the largest. What we put our nomer on there is being the granddaddy of them all, and being in the middle of the country, it's a lot easier for people to come from all over the United States to play in Aspen. It's been called, without having any USA nomer on it or anything else, the uh, the de facto national championships of grass volleyball. We draw, last year we drew from 37 states of the Union and Canada, and it's people coming in from all over to test themselves against similar rated players uh, from around the country to find out how they really, how they really stack up and how they shape up. I think the mother load has grown and has maintained a stable uh, presence in the world of, of beach volleyball, just due to the fact that number one, it's in Aspen. Uh, we don't have to do much, you know. It's 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 always nice to have a, these concerts and to have um, you know free beer or or whatever it is at, at various events. But the reality is, is that these people come coming in from all over the Midwest and Southwest and other other environments, they're bringing their party with them. There's one group that comes out of uh, Texas, out of uh, Austin or Dallas, and they bring over 100, 100 people with them to Aspen. I don't have to throw a party for them. They are the party. And uh, I think that's kind of what has Texas been the allure. Did. Pardon me?
1: Texas people will do that to you. They'll, they'll bring the party to you. It's no problem. Oh, hey, they um, they yeah, do, but yeah. What is it about volleyball you think that is so attractive for people as a sport to participate in, and dedicate their time to being a part of?
0: Well, you know something, I'll, I'll, I'll preface that by stating a few years ago, I was a little bit concerned, uh, even before the economic recession, about – uh, what the state of volleyball is going to beach volleyball is going to be like because with all the X Games type uh, activities, sports, adventure sports, etc., cropping up all over the place, that the kids especially would uh, be gravitating more to those sports. But as I took a closer look at it, as you know, the Winter X Games are in Aspen, and the um, the, uh, uh, you know, there's the GoPro Mountain Games are in Vail, Colorado, and uh, uh, during the summer. And the, the people who are actually involved in those sports is actually a very small group of people that get an awful lot of publicity, primarily because of YouTube and GoPro now. Because
2: well,
1: it's and dangerous. <laughs> Not a lot of people want to get hurt doing stuff. It's
0: <laughs> dangerous as hell. And then, you know, there are successes. Uh, out there and especially on the beach there's a lot of people out there who have been promoting the game in the last 10 years and especially in the last five years to juniors and really working on developing the game and getting the kids involved but the reality is is that the, the the junior participation is growing in leaps and bounds especially after the London Olympics or as we should call the London Beach Volleyball Olympics and uh the, the the kids are all over it, but it's the adult portion that's surprising me. They are they are clamoring to this sport and I think because it if you have to pardon the expression, I'm sure some people take umbrage at this, it's a clean sport. It's uh the people involved in it are fun loving but not rowdy, uh competitive but not combative. Uh They love playing the game. Um, It doesn't cost a lot of money to have to do it. The recession, they kept growing during the recession. All of our events did. Um, What what is there not to like about women in bikinis and well-tanned and muscular and talented and, and tall men in beach shorts? all over the country. There's a, there's a lot and to like
1: about those things, for sure.
0: There's, there's a lot to like about that. You don't have to wear a lot of armor on you to participate. And, uh, you know, all you need is a volleyball. And in the Midwest and uh, other environs that are inland, all you need is a portable net system. And, you know, and you can set up in any park easily. And you have an instant picnic, barbecue, um, volleyball tournament whatever there is, and there's there's tons of them going on. I mean, just like, you know, you look at the CBVA schedule, you know, there's two, three different events going on yeah. every weekend on different beaches. But if you could see the right. national outdoor schedule, same thing's happening all over the United States. And I think that – Uh-huh.
1: You mentioned armor, but I think if you get in front of the the carry cannon this weekend, you might
0: (laughs) –
1: that might be a good thing to do. So if you plan on getting in front of the carry
0: cannon,
2: I think the the carry
0: cannon is awesome. I think that's – I could hardly wait to see that. I'll be out there Thursday, and I could hardly wait to see the carry cannon. But you know something? Some years ago, we actually had a contest in Aspen where we took a guy – and wrapped him in uh, in uh, bu- bubble wrap. He was called the bubble wrap boy. And uh, something similar. You know, we took the pros that were in and uh, other players, and we let them have a shot at him.
2: And he kept moving around the
0: court. It got pretty. It got pretty pretty exciting and fun, and and it was uh, quite. But the Kerry cannon, I think, is definitely. A, Taking it to a, to a whole new level, I think that would be awesome. I'm going to look at that carry can and see if we can't bring it to the Motherload. I think that'd be a great idea. I'll tell you what it's coming to the Motherload.
1: Motherload has Coldwell right? Banker Mason and Morris as a sponsor. Finnabar's Irish Pub and Kitchen. The Motherload is offering uh, masters divisions in men's 60s, 55s, 50s, 45s, and men's masters 37 and over, as well as women's 45s and women's masters 35. And over, you guys have the Motherlode what 2014, the 42nd edition, Whew. and that is coming up here. That is going to be Labor Day weekend, August 27th to September 1st in Aspen, Colorado. Leanne, if people want to play, can they still register for your event?
0: Yes, they can. All they have to do is go to our website motherloadvolleyball.com, and you got to remember that a lot of people make a mistake because. Load is actually spelled L O D E. Mother load is a mining term about striking it rich, and mm-hmm. uh, which kind of fits with us. Our men's and women's open, for the most part, uh, we run we run the largest single bracket of any tournament in the country. Forty eight teams, men's and women's, no qualifier to get in, but we do cut it at. 32 to begin with, and then we have some uh, attorneys that we work with around the country where we get, you know, we offer a comp entry for winning that event or your series, that sort of thing. So we have to hold some spots, and then if those spots are not taken, we do allow people to come in off the wait list. So we still have a wait list sign-up. For the Men's and Women's Open, and this is a $50,000 event, by the way. We don't publicize it. We're not in competition with anybody about how much money we give away. But it is probably one of the truest and most exciting pro-ams on our pro level in the country because we, you know, it's one of the few events where pros can actually step on the court or vice versa, amateurs can step on the court with pros and see how they shape up. And we like to call ourselves kind of a developmental tournament because uh, many people who have played in the low have gone on to uh, good or even stellar careers on the Pro Beach Tour, case in point, Casey Patterson, uh, he used to play in the mother load on the grass in the A division, you know, when he was in college. And then he won the mother load a few years ago with Sean Rosenthal. And uh, look where he is now. Uh, we've had top players come out from uh, from the pro ranks in past years and not even be able to finish because there's some awfully good players out there in the country from Texas, from Arizona, even from New York or Florida at times, that nobody had ever heard of, and they got to test themselves at the mother loan. And uh, they have nothing to lose, and so they put it all on the court, and they leave it all there, and uh, these guys wind up getting beat. It's quite, it's quite exciting. We draw a lot of fans. We'll draw about five, to 8,000 fans over the course of the weekend, and uh, we're very, very excited about that. And these are people who love just good athleticism and we don't as much as we'd like to have Kerry or Misty or, or or Sean and and uh, Phil or whoever um, the volleyball that they're watching is the best that they've ever seen and so they just come back every day and grab their seats and and play we're very proud of the Mother volleyball Volleyball Classic can. and, and I, I'm,
1: I'm looking back at some me? of your 2001 Canyon Seaman and Adam Jewell were winners in yeah. the open division uh, yep. some other good names I think uh, yeah, there's uh, Danny Patterson and the seniors winning in 2000 let's see where's your open mm-hmm. here in, uh, but I remember I remember a, a team coming up there and playing I, I think they may have won I think it was uh, Riley Salmon and uh, Chris Seifert came up oh, there oh yes but
0: you know something I don't think they won uh, that, that year, they may, they, you know what, um, I'm trying to think. They may have won that year. If you if you really want to look at the results, you go over to the right side on that results page, and you'll see uh, a link, uh, not a link, but all of the winners from 1973 on. Oh, and
1: yeah, you have called Casey Patterson, Ty Loomis, Casey Patterson, Jesse Rambus and John Moran. These are all names people people know. E.L. Zemet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dana Camacho. I think you and I had a nice discussion about Dana. Uh, there's Dana Camacho, a couple-time winner. He's won a couple of times and on the women's side. We're looking for uh, there's uh, Chrissy Zartman, famous mm-hmm. for her yep. time in uh, on the beach. And uh, let's see who else: Paige Davis, Yep. Aaron Gray, Tracy Walsh, Angela Patterson. There's some uh, some really good names here on the the winners list.
0: Oh, absolutely! You know, and it's been it's been fun, and they provide a lot of fun and excitement. But the reality is, is that the people come out. The rest, of, you know, it's a six day event, three days of which are dedicated to what we are now calling. Uh, and thank you for alluding to it, but uh, we're calling it it's the Motherlode Masters National Championships, and uh, that's why we have all of those divisions. And that starts on Wednesday, plays through Friday, and and uh, and then the big boys and girls come in, and all of our single sex amateur divisions come in, and those people okay. they're going to play, they'll play first, and then they come to the main courts to watch the uh, championships, and all of this. Uh, with all of this going on, there's also the Jazz Aspen Labor Day Festival, which uh, takes place up in Snowmass at the same time. And so you tie all that in. We've got concerts. We've got volleyball. We've got parties all over town. Uh, we have a great vibe. And, it's, and we, try as hard as we, can. we try as hard as we can to keep it like it was in the 80s, despite all the growth. Well, yeah, very yeah. good. You know,
1: it's... Very good, Leon. I, I like it a lot. Looking back here, nineteen eighty-four, Gary Stevenson and John Cook, nice the winners yeah. of that are Pretty cool. And then in nineteen ninety-two, a strange meeting of sport and and entertainment. Jeremy Pat Powers wins with uh, Matthew Perry. Very interesting. I don't oh, know. Interesting. Uh, from Friends, oh, very interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually,
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Leon, thanks very much for your time. We appreciate We've got to go here. August 27th and September 1st, the mother load happening this year in Aspen. If you can't get in this year, if you can't make it happen, make it happen next year. Get in there for the 43rd annual, which will be happening in the summer of 2015. Leon, we're glad to hear the good news about the health of grassroots volleyball. We appreciate your time. Thanks, man.
0: You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Have a great summer, and I'll All see right. you in Long Beach.
1: Sounds good. Leon Fell will be present this week, as you ought to be present this week in Long Beach, and then you ought to spend some time in August up there in Aspen. I would love to go to the Motherlode. Yeah. I can't sign out right now, but I would love to go watch. All we need is a NetLive sponsor. There you go. It's just going to take plane tickets and uh, a little bit of money. And Leon, lodging. Yep. Yeah, lodging. Yep. And you can buy my dinners. It'll be beautiful. Yeah. Can't be there on Friday, though. i got to work Friday here. Lame. I could fly in Saturday early. Okay. Might work. I'm in. Leon, keep that in mind. Uh, good stuff from Leon Feller, Dave Kloon, earlier in the show. Congratulations to the U.S. men once again on their victory. I think it's a big deal that they won, by the way. Like, oh, it's bigger, huge. like, I mean, I think it's a pretty big deal. It's huge. People don't understand how huge it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... <sighs> how big is it? They've only won twice. The last time they won, in 2008... You might remember, three weeks later, they were Olympic champions. Yeah. That was the thing. That victory in World League in 2008 codified, I think, that team. That team had a lot of talent already. They had the ability. Yeah. They, they hadn't ever done it. And I think doing it in World League showed them that they could. Showed them that they could. Yep. Made them believe in themselves, their system, what they'd been working on for four years. Well, and you've done it. Like, okay, we've done it. We can do it again. Yeah. And they were nearly out in that crossover semifinal, that, that sixth uh, team final. Because of weird point systems. Be, they had a really bad match. I think it was against Poland. Tom Hoff came in and played incredibly. I think they went in five. We go back to the results. But it's, they were nearly out. Then they defeated Brazil. And it was in Brazil, by the way. Defeated Brazil in the semis in Brazil. Sounds a lot like World Cup. Yeah. And then went on to defeat Serbia, who was excellent at the time. You might remember a great five-set thriller with Ivan Milkovic in the Olympic Games a few mm-hmm. weeks later. Defeated them 3-1. Second. Yeah. It, simply, uh, without that victory, I don't know if the U.S. is the gold medalist in 2000. Interesting. Without that World League victory. So yeah. That's how big a role success in that tournament can play. That is the tournament. Teams get their national teams back together. That is the tournament. Yeah. And then it's the world tournament. Those are the two things that matter over the summer. Well, U.S. Congrats has to the them. golden one. Wouldn't it be remarkable to get the golden world championship? It's been a long time since the U.S. won a world championship. I never came close. Time will tell. Ninth, I think. be unbelievable. Yeah. So congratulations, congratulations. to USA yep. men. Congratulations to John Sparrow amazing job by John Spraw so far in his just his second year and to win World League. And now, hey, expectations rise. And when the expectations rise on this show, I know. We will get the coaches. We will get the players. We will get Gabby Reese. Oh, yeah. We will have Gabby Reese on this program. Yeah. I'd like to have Gabby Reese in the studio. That'd be better. I wonder where they live. My 17-year-old self could freak out.
2: Yeah. I met you that one time. Oh, my God. Ah!
1: Thanks to Leon Fell. Thanks to Dave Kluhn, Thanks to Six Eight Clothing Company. Uh, keep your eye out for Jeremy's new line. Leon might want to know about this. Jeremy's new line of clothing, Five Eight Clothing Company, coming out soon. Uh, five, or, nine half, <laughs> five nine and a half. Five nine and a half Clothing Company. Absolutely So let me short. Are you going to put the half as a one slash two, or are you going to do one slash two? One, <laughs> the word five. Nine, one slash two. One slash two. Not even sure, that can, be, not sure that can be a web address.
2: <laughs> but, uh, <laughs>
1: Watch out for Jeremy's new line of clothing. In yeah. the meantime, if you know someone 6'3 or over, check out 6'8clothingcompany.com. Put in TNL10. L will get you 10% off. Also, uh, keep an eye on their site for new products coming out. They're putting out some new stuff here and there. And uh, Volleyball Magazine for hosting us. Thanks, to Volleyball Magazine. Let me write articles for them. Yeah, employing Jeremy. Yeah, in his five different jobs that he has going. Yep. His own volleyball volleyball conflict of interest. DJ, music producer, media here on the net live. Yeah, I like when people sometimes to me they're like, oh, this is off the record, right? I don't even think about that. And whatever you want to call me for writing blogs and articles for volleyball magazine. Okay. Like I don't know what title that is. Contributor. How about that? Because I'm not a... you uh, got a three-quarter sleeve known for your spatch to the water, but you are an important member the of this yeah. community. Yeah. Way to go, bud. I do, a, I do a lot. Way to go. I know. Good for you. And for those of you that question whether I like volleyball from time to time, I don't know why you question that. You show up here every Monday. Yeah. 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 You I like think. volleyball a lot more than McGee does. If I didn't care, I wouldn't be here, people. That's right. Literally, if I didn't care, why would I be here? So you had the NBA job, but yet still chose to be here and be a part of this program. Yeah. And volleyball. Yeah. Certain other people get the NBA job and then opt out. Yeah. Huh. Strange. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to you, the listener. Make sure you tell people about our show. Put out a, a nice little card that people can share, a graphic card that people can share on our Facebook page, all about the Net Live and what we offer you here and have for five-plus years. We'll have more great people in the world of volleyball. We'll have more guests, more entertaining or maybe semi-entertaining talk about the sport. Free on iTunes, people. Keep checking it out. Have a great week. Get down to Long Beach for the World Series of Beach Volleyball, an opportunity to see the world what the world has to offer as far as beach volleyball talent goes. It is a unique opportunity. You need to be there. If you can't be there in person, get on NBC Live Extra app or watch NBC Live Saturday and Sunday. For Jeremy, I'm Kevin. This has been The Net Live. We'll see you later. Maybe. Trying to play through the SoundCloud on that page. It's not working. It's not working? Mm-mm. That's no. a bummer. Mm. Can't even pull it. oh. oh ruined in the sugar. Good finish. Strong finish. Nailed it. Strong and very strong. Enjoy, everybody. <laughs>